You're listening to DraftKings Network. by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Billy, that was some good dancing you did on the internet. (laughs) Right? I got moves. (laughs) And you're like wearing today like exactly what that guy was wearing, like a gray shirt and like a blue hat. You you just got to put like a quarter zip on and, and, uh, and, and bite your shirt while dancing. That's the other move too. Let's see if I can put yeah. this together for yeah. you. Let me let me pull up the video Juju tweeted out this morning. Jessica, so Jessica found this TikTok that is somebody that looks frighteningly like Billy doing a dance. I think it was in yeah. It says only the, the video says only in Louisiana, and this guy who looks frighteningly like Billy is doing all kinds of <laughs> dance moves, even down to the uh, brightly colored shoes. He's wearing like a light blue slash turquoise colored shoes. What a delightful experience it is just to pretend it's Billy. Right, it like, is, and, and like honestly, you, you you even when I pause it, you never have the disbelief of thinking it's not Billy, and so Billy's got to find like a tan hat, and like uh, I don't know why I had him in a blue hat. Is like, he there? Can he hear us right now? He I think he, right I now. think he's I think he's on Bluetooth headphones, so he might be able to hear us. I was Maybe. gonna say I don't want to be I don't want to be you know whatever, but I feel like that guy has a little bit more athleticism than Billy does, just based on the dance moves. Really. Yeah, I feel like I, I mean we've seen Billy well, be a special athlete on this program. Before. Dancing is an athletic move. It is it's like, like it takes what rhythm, he's doing balance. is very athletic. Yes, right. Okay, this specific I, I I wouldn't necessarily agree that dancing in general is an athletic pursuit. I would say it's a different kind of uh, it's it's a different kind of thing. All right, this guy has the energy of like a guy who's like in his early twenties, whereas yeah. like we're in our early thirties now. So like. Billy, yeah. do you have, do you have like a do you have like you're in your early 30s. Do you have like a tan hat, Billy, anywhere lying around? Uh I can look. I feel like a Manning, by the way. I don't yeah. know if you guys are the getting Q, the, the same QZ. vibe. Billy Manning. Yeah. Oh, oh. Wow. Yeah, that's a that, sling the pill. That's a that, that is a great uh the, the the quarter zip look is how is how you achieve Manning stat, especially with the polo underneath. Doing very well right now. You'd be a great, I have great a, third box on the Manning cast. I have a question uh, for Chris Cody and Roy, not to exclude anyone. And I saw a meme floating around. A meme can join also. Do you guys have parent clothes? No. Like clothes? Yes. I do have like an like, outfit I throw on when I need to like just be a dad. Yeah. Like it's what a do you mean? Sure. It's a call. It's like my, it, I've seen it. I've worn it. I think I've worn it to highlight before too. So it's, wait, it's also it, my it's owner's a, shirt. Like dad in what capacity? Like you're going out and you're projecting dad it's or like khaki you're doing sh- dadding around the house? Not necessarily khaki because they can be different colors, but it's like this, like just regular shorts, like not basketball shorts, just like shorts, like nice shorts, nice shorts, collared shirt and some sneakers and a hat. That's my dad outfit. See, I lose the hat when I'm doing parental things. I put on a shirt with a collar and usually jeans as well. Um, and I haven't adopted dad shoes yet. I just kind of wear my sneakers, but it's always like, if I have something like I had something at my daughter's school today, I went and I, I had to dress the part. I put on a polo shirt. I took off the hat. I combed my hair. I shaved. I put on jeans. And I was like, it's time to be a dad. And I look, I took pictures and I'm like, man, I look old. I even put on a dad jacket that I had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put it on, put it on, put it on, put it on. Just a Just a second. Okay, so this is like I'm I'm presenting as a dad in public. I kind of want to get Billy like a pair of like conservatively colored New Balance sneakers. There's actually to, some to, fire New Balance sneakers that come out that are like like next level fashion that a lot of people don't like, hmm. but they're fire. I do Wait, feel like so are they fashionable or are they no, dad? No, they're 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 dad shoes, but they're yeah. fashionable New Balance to, sneakers. To Billy's point, and I think what he's getting at is, I do feel this sense of when I'm picking up my kids. Like and a I'm, Bronny Fig. If if I'm wearing just like the clothes I wore to work, those are not them. Okay. If I'm wearing just the clothes I wore to work and I go to pick up my daughter, even though I feel secure with like the job I have in my life, I feel like people are looking at me like this guy's just been at home all day. This guy doesn't have the attire on. Look at this says, guy. What is like, he doing here? This guy is a stay. Is this a stay at home? Not that a stay at home dad. I'm just saying like this. I feel. Like I like sometimes, You're being judged. and so that's why sometimes when I'm doing going to like a parent parental event, I'm like, 
let me put on a collared shirt. Like, like I don't want, I want, I don't want the parents to think that I'm like the the loser dad. Does collared shirt really ch- like make a difference? No. Yes, yes, it does. Why? Nah. I mean, in, in terms of in terms of if oh, you're wow. trying, to, wow, look at Billy. Billy, that is a tremendous looking. What dad is just like a bomber jacket, Billy? Uh, yeah, it looks like a bomber jacket. Yeah, like, no, oh, it, no, it's, 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 it's like, like a, a shirt. It's like right? a snap button. It uh, it has snaps and it. <laughs> It's made by Oakley, and I got it Oakley. at TJ Maxx. Wow! Before uh, one of our, uh, I, I think Maxx. I got it before one of the trips that we were going on for work, where it was going to be cold. Oh, it was Austin cold. when you came in in Austin. You looked like a different person, new haircut, no, new clothes. Okay, this wasn't Austin because I wore I wore this one to the Super Bowl that was down here because it was like a cold day out of nowhere. It was like in the fifties, so I wore it. I'm like, I glad I'm glad I bought this, but also it's kind of like ridiculous because it's like water repellent looking. Right, but it almost looks like one of those like members only type jackets. Like it's, it's I can strange. hear it. Uh, TJ Maxx, <laughs> that thing was probably originally like fifty nine ninety nine. You got it for like nineteen ninety nine. Wow, Love new those. Ba- those are the new Hold balance on, show, show me again. Show me again. No, wow. little, these aren't the ones you're talking about. No, they're not. They're definitely wow. not the so ones I'm talking I'm about. So I'm on the New Balance website. I'm no, but the ones I'm talking about, you can't find on the New Balance website. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Really? Yeah. Oh. Look up. Look up Ronnie R O N N I E. Okay. New Balance. I E G. F I E G Ronnie yeah. Feig. Yeah. Okay, I'm on it. And now those, when whenever you find those, those are the ones I'm talking about. I mean, um, welcome to Mystery Crate, by the way. Hey. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, mm. all right. You know what? I agree with you. These, these are these are much more stylish than your average for a New Balance. They're also sold out on this site that I'm looking for. So dad, uh, so I almost called you dad. <laughs> so so Chris. Uh, yes, son. <laughs> so, so you you feel like if you don't present as a dad, that you'll be judged as some sort of like like there there there's the bum dad. I feel like in the thing I in the clothes I generally wear to work, if I go straight to pick up my daughter, I feel like other parents are looking at me and thinking I'm like not productive with my day. I think they're thinking yeah. this guy's just been at home all day, and now he's like, why is he not picking up his daughter till four? He's just been at home all day. like I just feel I'm ju- I don't know if I'm judging myself. I just am very self conscious of going to get my daughter from school because everybody all the a lot of the other parents they they, they have they have like a button down they're like clearly this person came from an office and i just even though like i always just want to be like i have a good job i promise like don't don't think i'm a loser <laughs> when, when do you but when do you graduate to that full time like w- to w- what a like, suit no like a collared shirt and a pair of slacks to come hopefully to work. never never god never <laughs> never ever okay so i'm here job. so we don't have to do that please hmm Woody's like I remember the day. Wearing that right now. I remember the day when I decided I will wear a collar shirt every day. He doesn't wear a collar shirt like, every day. You'll like this. There was a there was a fellow dad that was there with Cole Han shoes. Ah, uh, well, Chris Cody is the one who wears Cole Han shoes more than I do. Oh, I don't okay. like this. Oof. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't. Oof. Yeah. You don't like you don't like your allies. Have you wanted? No, to no, say? no. I I didn't know that Cole Han was like not something I should wear. If it makes you feel better, he also had a sleeve. Of tats, so Ooh, does that make you feel better? Yeah, it, yeah a mean, little actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've 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 looked at people with sleeves and I thought maybe one day. <laughs> Is that day Same. running out for you? Um, I I could never I could never pull this. I could just up. only imagine I, the things Woody would have on his sleeve. <laughs> I see. I, I can I can put Woody in for like a koi a koi of some sort. But that but the thing is is like I honestly don't a think people koi? put much much consideration into their sleeves. I think it's like hmm. like the sleeve tattoo is of a sleeve tattoo. It's just can I have a bunch of ink on that covers the entirety of my arm? How often do you actually see people like welcome? Hey, can do you want to study my left forearm to see what this is? It's, my brother-in-law it's just ink has for the sake like of ink. My brother. To speaking of koi, my brother-in-law has like an entire like ocean. Like he has like a shark. It's like all underwater. Wow. It's like a whole underwater. Is scene. it colored or is it black and white? It's colored. It's colored. Stupid. It's, it's pretty fire actually. I mean, I don't. It's not really. I don't think I could pull it off. But it looks good on him. You know, Witty, to your point about people not studying uh, your tattoos. So, like, when I've asked people, like, about their tattoos, I'm like, oh, let me see. And I, like, try to, like, enjoy the art that they've put on display. More often than not, they're like, this is a dumb one. Like, don't don't worry about this one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't You're only saying that because you you told Lewis that yesterday, and that's exactly what he told you. Cortez has told me the same thing, I think, or maybe I'm misrepresenting, but Cortez has a lot of tattoos also, and I've asked him, and it, there's always like, I wouldn't do this one again, like, I don't know about yeah. that one, but to the sleeve tattoo, like, I've thought about it too, and two things are holding me back, well, you would multiple be, things are Billy, holding me Billy, back. Billy, you have infinitely cooler, about, by the way. You have not thought about doing it. Like, I 100% have, and then I've, I've, just, I've here's Have you asked your I wife about to. it? No. Here's where, <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Here's where I get to. 
Do I do both arms? Do I do one arm? And then how far up my arm do I go? Like, do I stop at my chest? Because, like, I don't want it to be like I'm being, you know, um, like like I'm disrespecting Samoans or something because that's like a thing like that Samoans do a lot. Like, I don't want to go one arm and then like half my chest and then it's like I'm appropriating them unintentionally. You know, I think you just go your shoulder though. Where do I stop your shoulder? Yeah, well. Here, here are the things that are stopping me. One, Woody has already mentioned, which is, and I think I've talked about this before. One is my indecisiveness. So I would have to put a lot of thought probably into what all of the intricacies would be of this. And and then I would either have too many ideas or not enough ideas. And then mm. the spacing would be all off. Yeah. It'd be a whole thing. The other thing. Well, hold on, Billy, before you bring this, the other thing up, because I will yeah. say this, um, one of my best friends, his brother has a sleeve, but it is spaced out. And there are a lot of like, traditional american tattoos that people can get that are not connected all together but still create a sleeve even though that there's spacing between them so that that could be an option so do you want to know the other thing that's holding me back yes the other the other thing that's holding me back is i feel like if i get a sleeve i am then committing to a lifetime of fitness that i will not be be able to keep up with because i can't have like little scrawny arms and Mm -hmm. a sleeve so I'm going to have to be jacked yep. when I have my sleeve. And that's a lot of work for a long time, you know? So you those, hear, tattoos also, fade too, those tattoos fade as well, so you're going to get touch-ups. Mm, I'm also interested, by the way, in, uh, and we're, we're going to experience this together, hopefully. Well, not together, but you know what I mean. Tattoos? Human race. No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm interested in, we're probably like, I want to say 40 years or so away from a bunch of 80-year-olds having sleeve tattoos. And yes. it's going to be awesome. Yes, it's going to be great. Because yeah. every once in a while, you see, like, you know, the old sailor that's got a few tattoos from back in the Navy. But we're, we have not fully seen the resplendence of, like, for example, Danny Trejo doing adverts for Mod- in in uh, we should bleep that uh for for a beer company uh in uh in in like full tattooed regalia and you know you see the the wrinkles and the crinkles and everything i'm fascinated by what our generation of old people is going to be like and the first time i thought about this was like a super saturday i think for the marlins because i was staying for one of the concerts and it wasn't like barry manilow because it wouldn't get barry manilow it was like a barry it was no, no, no. It was like a Barry Manilow type, right? And it was like this disco thing and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, like when we're in our 60s and we're doing like the old school like concert that you go to, like there's going to be some gross songs that people are singing along <laughs> to like in their 60s and 70s that it's like, wow, like, yeah, this is pretty dirty that we were singing this as children and now 80 year olds are singing it. On today's episode of The Big Suey, we did a uh, a conversation with Spencer Hall where he uh, talked about how uh, he thinks that Cisco's The Thong Song is an oldie song now. And that's one where if Cisco is doing Super Saturday in 40 years' time and a bunch of 70-year-olds are singing Let Me See That Thong very loudly, that's going to that's gonna be a very random, awesome. eclectic group of people, and it's going to be sensational. Yeah. You guys have life being like that when we get there? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you have us being at a, at, a, at a Marlin Super Saturday, like if it's 2016? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you, you have us being that you have in them 40 years. still doing the same like, like sad thing. <laughs> no, but everywhere you go, there's like concerts like that where you go and you see like the older acts and it's an older crowd. Right. So and it's just So you imagine like there's a hologram of Cisco exactly. that's going to be in the metaverse that we all put our exactly. 3D goggles on. And it's like Ready Player One. Have you seen Ready Player One? No. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a homework for you guys. Ready Player One, they put on these goggles, yeah. kind of like the meta glasses or whatever. And they have an entire world inside there with their goggles. We were so. also supposed to have driving cars by now. We do have driving yeah. cars. We have, we have, drive, we have driving cars. cars. Yeah. Flying cars. Yeah. Sorry about that. Mm. Yeah. Now, it's okay. <laughs> I, you say that's my homework. I already have homework because I, I picked as a grid of death punishment uh, the book report, 10 pages double-spaced on the Mike Schur book, How to Be Perfect. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, what do you mean it's yeah, crazy? It's, it's insane. It's not, it's Stupid not, ass decision I didn't, you made. I didn't want to do that or I, did, I didn't I did do that when I was in school. Why would I want to do Are it Are you going to pull a Chris Cody and go like, you know, size 24 font, <laughs> double spaced? People are already tweeting me the best fonts now for uh, for how, how, to, how to make fonts seem bigger. No, it'll, be, it'll be the classic 
Times New Roman. Oh, man. 12.5. Oh, God. You got to move like 12.4. Make sure to cite. Get some sans serif oh, over yeah. here, Well, man. I mean, the site the is the, 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 the book. The site is the book. What are the margins, yeah. margins going to be at? Uh, I mean, whatever the standard Microsoft Word document is. It's ALA. Are we doing ALA uh, style or <laughs> AP style or what's the... ALA. I haven't thought of that <laughs> in 12 years. That is hilarious. Uh, how does everyone feel about the punishments that they ended up with? Billy only has one. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Which is... Hmm. Well, I've, I've had a really good year where I've only lost twice, and yeah. I lost in week one and selected um, the in-sync punishment. So I did that on Halloween, so then that one's done, and then I selected one where I have to go to Tropical Park have and you gone walk yet? up the hill. I haven't yet, but I'll knock it out soon. That one's going to be tough for um, I got pretty. I got pretty lucky. I'm not going to lie on my draws. Now... I don't know, and like I will get like I got a text from Chris today, like, "Hey, is this allowed?" And I'm like, "Sure." That was so for you, by nice the way. That was for you. They they didn't they didn't want me to give the context of that was what do you mean for me because I was picking for it you. It was your pick. And this they, is my third week of the Golden Helmet of Life. I shouldn't have a team. Oh. Well, anyways, you oh, got the okay. you got the Ravens minus thirteen. Well, yeah. no, I don't. I'm safe this week. <laughs> you got the Ravens. Don't so worry. hypothetically, I picked for you. Yeah, you have just the Ravens. In case. Well, if the Ravens win, then I'm going to be safe next week. It doesn't matter. The point is, yeah, like you ask me these questions, and I'm like, yeah, sure. And it's like, I don't know why you guys think that I'm in charge of this, but I'll give you rules. I, I don't. Really, care. You're in charge. You're I mean, in charge. You're a commissioner. What, what are you talking about? Well, I, what if Roger Goodell? What if Roger Goodell just said what you just said? <laughs> I would like to live my entire life not being in charge. Like, have people ask me questions when I go in sometimes. They're like, what do you think about this? I'm like, ask Eric. I don't know. Ask someone else. I don't know what we're doing here. I'm not in charge of the stages. <laughs> anyway. But we, we put so you in one charge, of the things we, we need put, to figure you out is... the grid of death, though. Well, we had people... We had five people pick in sync, and only two people did in sync, and it was supposed to be a day that we did it, but everyone else wore other costumes that day for some reason. That's a miscommunication. And Roy came... Roy came a week early to dress up as NSYNC, which I still, for the life of me, will never understand why you decided when we said we're going to do this for Halloween, you came the week before I saw Halloween Monday. That's why up. I saw the word Monday. I did not see the word Halloween. That's why I came. Mm. Could have warranted a follow-up question. Meh. Yeah. Could have. So, and can, I still didn't do NSYNC, by the way. Can we just say that the NSYNC is, is wiped clear? That, no. That, 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 no? Can we say bye-bye-bye bye to that one? still need to do it. <laughs> I, look, I'm... No. I'm honestly no, good removing no. all the punishments from the previous <laughs> years moving forward. Wait, wiping, talked, wiping all the punishments? Well, I mean, you and I had a meeting with, we can go very deep in here. You sure. and I had a meeting with Hildy where we're like, this is going to get really expensive if everyone has to do all this stuff. Can we just start from this year? And it's like, who's in charge? And I, then they look at me and I'm like, so You've I always been in charge. So really, I, I included, I went through the last year doc and I added everything on there that uh, that is on there. I don't see a ton of expensive stuff in there. Like we just have to give Greg a jar of mayonnaise. No, but my dad did that. I think you're way behind on that. No, I don't he know. didn't. No, he my didn't. dad never did that. No, he never did. No. He had he, did he had his hand mayonnaise. in something. Was it dirt? Like a few yeah, years ago? Yeah, he did dirt. He did dirt. Yeah, but he he's never done the jar of mayonnaise. He's that was do, the whole thing. He's got to do one where his hands are tied for an entire episode, which. The only one I read to him, like I told him on the phone, what his put all the ones he was owed. He's included on this email, by the way. But all the, I told, but I was just calling him and yeah, I told yeah, him, yeah. and he, the only There's one he's trash. worried about is the hour. He has to do a full hour. <laughs> he's Whoa. like, so he's he has like, to do, he has to do the monologue, host an hour by yourself without any help. <laughs> My God, Pop. he was not excited about that. I one. feel like Billy wants to offer him help. Yeah, am I allowed? I'll sit in on that hour. I feel like it'll be good. Co-host for that one. Yeah, so Greg gets to do that. Uh, yeah, that's the whole point is him not having to do okay, it by himself. All right. Billy cannot help. You know what? I'll help Billy walk up to the uh, to the, the top yeah, of the hill. The top yeah, of the, you uh, do that. Tropical Park Mountain. Hold which, did you, which did you end up with? Oh, you, <laughs> I got the you minions. had one of the, dumb, the yeah. dumbest questions. Like, what do minions wear? And like, you've never seen a minion before? No, no, like, I've seen a minion, but I don't here. know what their outfit is. That's all I was asking. All right. Like, what, so, what was their outfit? So Tony has the everybody who loses in a week dresses like a minion. Dan, Stu, Tony, and myself are doing that one. And then Tony also has the Landon. This is from last year. Recreate oh, Landon. God. Recreate Landon Donovan's water fountain photo shoot. Which, if you've not seen a picture of that, pull up a picture of that on the internet. It's a hilarious photograph of our friend and colleague Landon Donovan and the Drip Bayless. Recreate a Skip Bayless can't lose in these shoes tweet. 
Oh yeah, some I'm of those are super. Some of those are super easy. Both There's of these no are super easy. No, but, 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 haven't but, been but, done. But Tony, don't you have to do it? like the skip one requires you wearing a suit, right? No, I think he's wearing a black shirt and Wait, black so jeans. So all Tony has to do is just take a sip from a water fountain and open his mouth. And look very no, sexy and, and, yeah. take, and take a picture. Yeah, it's I'm looking easy. at it, but it's just open your mouth and look at the camera. <laughs> no, so, but that's why I, mean, I looked at no, There's a certain. There's gonna have to be a judge there that determines like how how, how sensual how sensual are you looking? I mean, I can get very sensual. Oh yeah, baby. Last year, the the good thing about the timing of this is is that we are um, we're we're headed right into December again, so we can easily make it death December, December. Again, which we tried to do last year. Yeah, but the problem with December is last year all of these punishments were scheduled. Like there was a day you were supposed to dress like Skip, a day you were supposed to drink from the water fountain, and you just didn't do no, it. No, I think so I had a thing that like, day. It was a two for always, one. I think it, it had was a Monday. It, yeah. it was a Monday. Is no, it, it was Tuesday. Is the Ricky thing? No, that's another thing. Okay. Oh. Well, so we can do December. We can also do well, the Johnny Depp pageant, which was supposed to be in December. Also, this Skip Bayless one's easy too. The Skip Bayless one is great. He's just standing on a box with black jeans or black pants and a black shirt and a chain and Jordans. How are you going to get chain? What I, How are you what I wear to anything? Are you going to acquire the chain or is it just any chain? Well, I. What's the chain look like, Chris? He's got it pulled up. Is there a pendant? I think it says. I think it says skip. Is it just like a crucifix? No, I think it says skip. Like it's a gold chain that says skip. I think. Well, it doesn't look like it says a word. If anything, I can just ask Hill. Do you get me a, a gold All chain? All right. Well, we eighteen gotta... carat. Are we cool with eighteen carats? Let's guys, get on or? these. Yeah, let's cool. let's try and be good. The audience is demanding more from us, so let's let's try and get on these. For now, though, let's get to. Darth Means Rule of Two with Darth Corn Puzzle as well. Where they break down this week's episode of Andor. The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Darth Amin's Rule of Two. My name is Darth Amin. I'm joined as always by my apprentice, Darth Corn Puzzle, aka Anthony Mays. Episode 11 of Andor. Oh man, we are coming down the home stretch. Only one episode left after this. I'm not even going to waste any time on pleasantries. Let's get right into it. We start off with Andor and Melshi hanging on the side of a cliff, trying to evade detection from I guess the prison security forces that are looking for them now she's talking about I can't hold on any longer and Anders they're leaving they're leaving he keeps repeating that very stressful scene because Maze I don't know about you but like the idea of literally hanging off the side of a cliff having to wait <laughs> what this episode had a couple of moments where I'm like I don't know about that oh okay you weren't buying that. The suspension of disbelief was a little hard for that one. Okay. I read it as a metaphor, of course. That's the position they've been in this entire time. And also, we get the shots of their bloody feet and hands just to show how long they've been out there. We left on such a high note last episode of them running to what seemed like freedom. But yeah, we're still on a planet. We have absolutely nothing. We don't even have shoes. And now we have to get off the planet. We're on Ferrix, and Marva has passed away. Everyone's sad. 
but no one's sadder than the little emo droid who is hiding and shaking. They transition to a shot of his lens. Yeah. And they're really, really emphasizing how devastating this is to B2 emo, which was interesting because I think Tony Gilroy has given his droids more emotion than maybe other droids in the past. Well, I mean, obviously R2D2 has a lot of gumption and is fiercely devoted to his owners. But also R2 went through his own depression when Luke Skywalker disappeared. Like when Luke left, he basically deactivated himself. We've seen R2 also do the sad leaning forward and all. BB-8 also has shown emotion. C-3PO has been a bitch. I don't know. Like that. Yeah, a- C-3PO definitely not on that scale. So in the <laughs> in the grand tradition of the emotional droids that care about their owners, B2 Emo really brings the feels in this episode. My man Andor's friend whose name escapes me. Brasso. Brasso. There you go. Brasso says. You can call him Big Man also. Yeah. <laughs> That's this hey, it's the name. Big Man. Keep eyes on him. Hey, T-Bone. Brasso tells Emo, the daughters of Ferrix need your assistance in a matter of grave importance and tells them, if you need some time alone to, you know, talk to Marva, say goodbye, we'll give it to you, we'll clear the room. He basically talking to him like he's a person. Meanwhile, the droid is acting kind of like a kid mm-hmm. when he says, I don't want to, I want Marva. Like, you know, the way a kid may not understand the finality of death. Another great shot is they take her out on the stretcher and it's framed in the window with B2 Emo's reflection watching them leave. And then the undercover ISB guy is still spying and Cinta got a job at the cafe across the street and she's spying on him, spying on Marva. Well, she's also spying on Marva. Watching the situation. Everyone's waiting for Cassian to show up, basically, so they can jump him. Cut two, Cass and Melshi creeping up on some Narkinians, and they want to steal their quad jumper. Now, the quad jumper maze made appearances several times in Star Wars. Do you know when its debut was? The first time we saw a quad jumper. It was The Force Awakens. Yes. That's what Ray and Finn are running toward when they're escaping the stormtroopers. They run towards a quad jumper that is then destroyed by a TIE fighter. So then they have to go run to the next available thing, and that's, of course, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, Unkar Plutt, Simon Pegg's character, was in the process of buying that before it got blown up. The Narkinians see Cassian and Melshi running towards this quad jumper, and they're very amused by what's happening. They don't even make a move at all. Oh, they just like, like, what are these guys doing? And then they just calmly hit the trap, and they cast out this goo net. Uh, the color, the texture. texture, the flavor, the squishy, squishy consistency. It's definitely a net. It was definitely net-like. Back at the ISB and Dedra is being informed that the people on Ferrix are applying for a permit to do the funeral, basically, celebration for Marva. The Empire initially wants to deny them this because they're assholes, but then Dedra wisely says, no, no, give them the permit. Don't allow it to be for too many people. Let's make it small and defined. But basically, she wants to use this opportunity as a trap. Put them in a box. Stand back and watch. And we learn about the Ferrix custom of cremation and then turning your ashes into a brick. Just another brick in the wall, I mean. Just another brick in the wall. That is a very cool piece of folklore. And one of the review things I was listening to, they pointed out, like, this show has done a great job of defining a lot of cultural things about each place, right? Mm-hmm. This is how they do things in Ferrix. Remember on Aldani, the whole ritual around the eye. And then obviously later on in this episode, we get some Chandrillan tradition mm-hmm. that is taught to us and showed to us. So Yeah, Ferrix has this very blue-collar worker culture. Yes. Everything kind of centers around the work. It's like the Detroit or Cleveland of Star Wars. <laughs> We're back on Narkina, and I love how the Narkinans talk. Oh, man. I was trying to figure this out, dude. Remind me of Jar Jar. 
Twosies, twosies. Yeah, there's some Yoda in there. There's some Jar Jar. It's also some Dr. Seuss stuff. But it's really only Dewey, the Caridian, who talks like this. His Narkinian companion, Freedy, just kind of grunts. Yeah, or speaks in Narkinian. Mizey, my, twosie, two. <laughs> Not much squiggly now. Maze, this is the scene where I was like, all right, no. <laughs> I love the way they talk. They're like, turn them in. You get a thousand credits bounty, basically for escape prisoners. Mm-hmm. They complain about how the prison has ruined Narkina. The Scobbin prison spoiled all their water. They mention it's a thousand credits dead or alive, so you know it could do whatever. And the guy flips his knife out on his hand. And then they change their mind, Maze. Yeah. For a show that's done such a great job of detail and writing and motivations and, and all that. It was like they just wanted to get through this scene. All right, just make them not. <laughs> it wasn't even like an impassioned plea by Cassian. He's like, oh, it's not us, it's the Empire. Oh, you know, that old Empire. It's always the Empire. Yeah, I agree in the sense that it was quick and they didn't do any convincing. It was just a little misdirection there. Also, these dudes are fishing and they have a spaceship and all the water is bad on this planet. So go to another planet. Where you can fish. Oh, maze. Smoking like someone from Coruscant. What an asshole. Go to another planet. This is my planet. This is my home. Why do I have to leave? Is it their planet? It's definitely the dude with the knife's planet, but the Caridian, he could be from anywhere. Well, he lives there now. The entire time they're squishing in these nets. Oh, I can feel it. Just squelching and squishing. Why are the nets so wet? Uh, what are those nets made out of again, I ask? Yeah. Cut to Luthen's shop. Clea's there and Vel walks in and Vel does not give a f- about any protocols or codes or anything. And Clea does not give a rat's ass about Vel. Yes. They are not too fond of each other. She Clea does the mean, polite thing. You know, like when you talk to someone and like if you listen to their tone... That's very cordial, but then you listen to what they're saying, like, oh, she's basically calling you a bitch, man. She says, we have rules for a reason. And Vel says, I gave him Aldani. What have you done lately? I don't have lately. I have always. That's a killer line. That is a killer line. A constant blur of plates spinning and knives on the floor and needy, panicked faces at the window of which you are but one of many. Savage. Lowered that megaton bomb on her, yeah. Also, Clea, are you really that important? Seems like Luthen's the one with all the plates and knives. I think that's what Vel is saying. It's like, who, who is you, you know? You're the shop minder. Yeah, you're the help. That would make sense that Vel, who comes from aristocracy, if you will, he's definitely from a wealthy background, would be so annoyed that the servant is not giving her what she wants. Much, very much a Karen in that moment, Vel. We're back on Ferrix. There's all types of spies everywhere. Spies on spies on spies. This dumbass spy. The ISB spy. I know I said it last time. It's the worst undercover outfit possible, imaginable. Not fooling anybody. It looks like an Imperial hat, like the standard issue uniform hat that they have. They probably have standard issue undercover outfits. Yeah, yeah, they probably do. He's kind of asking Cinta questions, thinking that she's just, again, some sort of bartender or whatever, but she knows the deal. And this, again, highlights that the Empire, for all of its efforts, also, they just don't give a shit. The detail, the things that they should be paying attention to, they just don't give a shit about. Brasso is inside with B2Emo, who's been charging all day, but doesn't want to leave the house. Brasso reluctantly agrees to stay there one night. Bix is having flashbacks of getting tortured. They bring her in. They say to her, you know, hey, we want an honest answer here, or we'll bring back Dr. Gorsh, which always makes you think of Goofy. Gorsh! <laughs> and we finally see Anto Krieger! Yeah! And now I get it, Saw. He is an ox. That's a big dude. And he doesn't look particularly smart either. He's built like Brian Dable. Dabes, they ask Bix, is this Axis? Is this the guy that you introduced to Cassian? And... Before she can answer, we cut, but we see her like kind of start crying and breaking down again. Cut to 
Mon Mothma, and her kid is in some sort of Sunday school class with some other kids. Ah, uh, a courtship ritual that involves chanting a vow. Oh, my God. They keep chanting it over and over again, and it's just really creepy. Vel comes in and is disgusted by this, and Mon says, we did it, but Vel clarifies, you did it, which means that it's related to the arranged marriage situation she starts explaining the money was coming easy i could just withdraw and no one ever asked it was, she's doing a hundred thousand credits a month maze a hundred thousand a month this woman is loaded expensive habit and then they started to change the protocols and now she can't do it and there's money missing and she has to account for it four hundred thousand credits and as Mays alluded to, she says, I found the solution. And we know what the solution is. It's not the one that she wanted. Yep. As Davo said, she lied about thinking about it. She's been thinking about it. She's been drinking about it, too. That's what the cocktail in her hand is for. And the funniest part of it is how stoked Leda is yes. for this process. She shows up on time for it. She found the elder She's into it. So what we were talking a little bit about last week was she doesn't want to set her daughter up for the same path that she was forced to take. But that doesn't seem to be the problem. It's really more Mon's objection to the situation. Yes. Well, she doesn't want to subject her daughter to the life that she had. Uh, but again, as we've established many times before, the child is an insufferable brat. Yeah. And not like her mom. Seems to take great pleasure in going contrary to whatever her mom wants. So her mom's like, no, you should be like independent and free thinker and all this stuff. Like, no, I want to be a housewife. Like, just because it's not what mommy wants. There's also the moment where Vel puts on the big smile before she goes and gives Leda a hug. The constant motif of people having to hide their true feelings. Smiling faces, hidden agendas. Shout out to Pat Riley. Cyril's asleep. His mom says, you got a phone call. He goes... And it's his sergeant, the old sergeant who was with him on that Ferrix fiasco, telling him, I got news, Marva Andor is dead, and so they're going to have a funeral, so Cassie might be there. Everyone is learning about Marva's funeral. Everyone's putting it on their calendars. They're booking their tickets. It's the event of the season, the Andor season, this funeral. Also, we get a nice passive-aggressive Line from the mom, the mystery of your former triumphs has been vanquished. I can sleep peacefully now. That scene was more comedy, right? Because it's the whole, like, I can't hear you breaking up. And I mean, there's a little bit of exposition in there. But for the most part, it's just like one more opportunity to demonstrate, A, how the Morlana people are all inept. They're just idiots. There's a reason why they're in the, in the minor leagues and not working for the, the Empire. And also what a cold woman or, you know, just another mommy talk segment there with Cyril. All right, now we're back with Cassian, and he went back to his hotel on Star Wars Miami Beach. Niamos. To get his money. It's still there. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I guess I don't know how long he's been in prison. It's at least a month. Yeah. It wasn't that well hidden. So whoever... Whoever was cleaning that room really didn't do a good job. But more importantly, he's recovered Nemec's manifesto, and Nemec recorded it like a podcast, so maybe that'll come out on the next rule of two. Nemec's manifesto. A couple aliens that are sleeping in the bed. He has to sneak in and sneak out without alerting them. I wish we got a better look at what they look like. This episode, Maze, lots of aliens. Yeah, we're compensating for something. And now we get... Dum dum dum, the scene of the show. Luthen goes to go see Saw Guerrero. Two tubes is outside, says, Search him. Stop and frisk. Stop and frisk. And Luthen says, What's all this about? And he says, He's in a mood today. This is what I've been waiting for. Crazy, demented, super paranoid Saw Guerrero. Mm. Saw says, Change my mind. I will do Spellhouse. I'll give all the air support. But he doesn't tell me what to do, and you got to give me all that shit, and we get to salvage whatever gear we steal from there or whatever. Luthen says, I think not. You took too long. Yeah, he tries to, like, say he can't do it or whatever, and then he finally just spills the beans. ISB is waiting for Krieger. How do you know I won't tell him? 
And Luthen says, I don't I don't know what you'll do because Saw is a wild card. Saw can't believe that Luthen's willing to burn Krieger. Luthen says, you're the random factor. Saw says, it's 30 men. Luthen adds, plus Krieger. So you know he's doomed, which means you're either ISB or you have someone inside worth protecting. Or I'm just a very good listener. Then Saw asks the question, which is a very astute question. A lot of people don't think about things in these terms. But someone else is getting screwed over. What if it was me? Basically, you could have done this shit to me. And Luthen points out because him and Anto Krieger, they've met, but Anto Krieger doesn't know who he is. He can't burn him in any way. It can't touch Luthen, so that's why Luthen is willing to burn him, as opposed to if it were Saul, then Saul knows too much and knows who Luthen is and all that stuff. But I love that because it's not about Anto or Saul's value. It's only about them being able to give him up compromise him yeah so technically everybody's expendable to luthan just as long as they don't snitch on him yeah as long as they don't have leverage against them and then this is the part where saw goes off the deep end you have people everywhere don't you someone with krieger someone with isb maybe there's someone here with me and luthan's just trying to get him to concentrate on the question he asked which is it's saw's decision to let krieger go down and play the long game or warn him and throw away a source that's taken years to cultivate but saw is too caught up with whether luthan has a mole in his operation who is it who is it and finally luthan the biggest asshole move ever (laughs) it's tubes he's my man he tells me everything. I laugh so goddamn hard. <laughs> Tubes is like, wait a minute, what the hell? Why are you bringing me into this, man? But also because he knows Sauce crazy. You're going to get me killed, dog. Hey, bro. Not cool, not cool at all. And then as he approaches, Luthen takes his gun off of Tubes and points it at Saw. He's just trying to get Saw's attention, get him to calm down. And he explains if Krieger goes down, the ISB will feel invincible, untouchable. The alternative, they'll trust nothing, just like you're doing right now. If I was ISB, wouldn't I just send you in there as well? Which is a great point. If he was ISB, he wouldn't he wouldn't have hesitated to let Saul burn himself. Saw agrees. It's for the greater good. Luthen says, call it what you will. And Saw says, let's call it war. War. Lies! Deceptions! He delivered that line like Paul Bettany. No. <laughs> yes. Don't do that. Angels. Cyril is... Taking stuff from the safe. Is that his safe or is it his mom's safe? That's his mom's. That's for sure his mom's. He waited till she left. He took a 20 out of her purse and her earrings. He's going to pawn these so he can pay for his trip to Ferrix. So he's been working. He got a promotion. He's still a broke boy, permanent renter yeah. living in his mom's house. Can't afford a flight to Ferrix. Yeah. Come on, Cyril. Embarrassing. And then we get the scene where Luthen... Gets the flashing lights behind them, whoop, whoop, whoop. And they pull him over in this crazy light cruiser that has satellite dishes all over it. Oh, yeah. An arrestor cruiser. Cantwell class. It's called a Cantwell class maze because it's named after the concept art designer. Nice. The original Star Destroyers were designed by this guy named, I believe it's Chris Cantwell. And they looked like that. And Star Wars particularly the newer stuff, is really good for that. It's like they'll take discarded concept designs for things and recycle and use them somewhere else. So we get a lot of Ralph McQuarrie stuff that gets reused. Now we get this Kentwell guy. When Luthen is leaving, Segra Milo and Clea calls, they're speaking in that coded language about antiques. And Luthen says he wants to go after an important piece. That's Cassian, right? Yep. But she's telling him the block is hot, basically. Block is too hot. Don't go. Gets pulled over. They ask him for his ID, his droid or his ship or whatever comes up with a fake ID from Alderaan. So the guys on the cruiser are like, should we let him go now? And the captain says, no, we need to practice. We're going to board him anyway. He's got so many tricks up his sleeve. So, dude, the fake ID, then he fakes an engine going out. He's acting his ass off. Obviously, Scar's got to act his ass off, but also Luthen. Um, all by myself here. I have yeah. to do this manually. Oh. Uh-huh. Because he's just driving a jalopy, and then he's charging countermeasures. They decide they're going to practice. He lurches forward. They're making fun of his ship. They raise the tractor beam, and then he launches a bunch of projectiles, which destroy the main satellite dish of the cruiser. 
super easily. It's like shrapnel that then starts to dissolve whatever it touches. Mm-hmm. They scramble the TIE fighters. The CGI could have been better here, or they could have used actual things, but I'm not going to nitpick too much. We get a little dog fight. He's got all these other tricks up his sleeve, but perhaps the coolest one. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy the laser beams that come out horizontally out of the ship on either side. He flies in between two TIE fighters and laser saws them in half and then punches it into hyperspace. And the guys on the Arrested Cruiser are just like, what the hell just happened? They got this look on their face. They don't even know what they just saw. But, Maze, I imagine this is going to become a factor because now, obviously they didn't see him or whatever, but this is an incident, right? This is an incident worth keeping track of, particularly because this happened in a sector where they've seen a lot of, quote, partisan activity. The partisans, of course, are Saw's guerrillas. Yeah, that was my question, was they're staking out this planet, but they haven't found Saw. I found that a little strange, but I'm not going to ask too many questions. I do hope that this guy who got pantsed here by Luthen has to face some sort of questioning whether it's from dedra or partigas or something like that i hope somebody on the imperial side has to ask what the hell happened here man you pulled over a routine car and you got wrecked there's something very funny that i love people getting pulled over in star wars yeah like in mandalorian with the x-wings he gives a chain code or whatever we just get that silence of "Mm -hmm," you know they're running the number and then all of a sudden you see the X-Wings going to attack formation with the wings opening up and like, ah, shit, we're in it now. But that was cool. We haven't had any spaceship action or really other than the heist. We haven't had too much fighting. It's been mostly dialogue and monologue. So this was a cool little splash of action here in episode 11. And it's also cool to see Luthen's Cutlass Supreme have all of these like mods on it. Yeah. He's got a bunch of sweet mods. He's a badass pilot. Luthen's an interesting guy. Last scene, Cassian calls Zan to pass a message to Marva. Zan breaks the news that Marva's dead. Zan says Cassian's name several times. That's using the old Hendrix brain. (laughs) Then there's my last name. (laughs) Oh, man. Cassian is devastated at the news of his mom's death. Diego Luna acting his ass off as usual. But when Melchi asks him, is everything okay? He says, yeah, everything's fine. It's fine. I'm okay. Melchi, ever the idealist, says people have to know. Got to tell people what's happening, like, in these prisons and stuff. Which I'm just like, Melchi, who are you going to tell, man? <laughs> I don't know how you even get a message like that out. Cassian hands him his blaster, and they go their separate ways. End episode. So I don't know that I realized how strong Melshi's accent was when they were in the prison. Right. Until that line right there. They have to do. It was way more apparent in this episode. Absolutely. How strong his accent is. And do you think it's safe to assume that they're the only two who got off the planet? Off the planet? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of people escape. But again, Narkina 5 does not seem to be a planet that's inhabited, heavily inhabited. It doesn't seem to have any urban areas. So it's not like there's a spaceport or whatever, a bus station or any other sort of means to kind of sneak off unless you steal a ship. But then again, like how many ships are there to begin with? That's brutal, man. Out of the frying pan, into the fire. One episode left. We're headed to the finale. Everybody's heading to Ferrix. Literally everyone, (laughs) like all the characters that we have. I do think we'll see Spellhouse, even if it's just not the full experience, but they're happening on the same day, so I'm sure it'll be some cross-cutting. My feeling is, once they showed us what Anto Krieger looks like, we're gonna see Anto Krieger. They wouldn't have wasted the time of casting someone for that to be included here if we weren't going to meet him or see the Spellhouse heist or whatever. Although he did kind of look CGI. We built Anto Krieger. Oh, boy. We built Anto Krieger on CG. I built Anto Krieger. We built Anto Krieger on CG. I'm looking at this picture of Anto Krieger, man. He looks CGI. He doesn't look like a real person. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Predictions. 
I'm excited to see everybody come face to face. Cyril's going to mess it up. That's my guess. Cyril's going to do something at the wrong time and mess up the ISB's plan. He's going to get too confident and Cassian is going to escape with Luthen. That's my prediction. You've got Luthen going to Ferrix too. Yeah, I think that's what he and Cleo were talking about, but it was so coded. But I thought Cleo was telling them don't go, you know. She was telling him don't go. He's also like, this is too important. So I don't know. Well, isn't it funny that all this time that Cassian was in prison, nobody knew where he was. And now he's escaped the prison, but now everyone's probably going to know where he, where he is. Any predictions from you, I mean? I'm curious to see how this shitstorm is going to fall. I think we're going to find out that Cinta is his sister. Maybe not this episode. Oh, man, that's funny. I forgot all about that storyline. I don't know. I'm excited for it, though. It's been a great season thus far. If you had to predict a death, because there's definitely going to be some deaths. Vel. I think Vel's buying a boat named Live Forever at the antique shop. Yeah. I think Brasso's probably going to go down. Yeah, Brasso's going to get it, yeah. I don't really see much more for Bix to do, but maybe they break Bix out. Maybe Bix dies. Maybe Bix dies. She dies, she dies. That's going to do it for us here on Rule of Two. Check us out on Cinephobe on Basketball Illuminati. If you hate this segment, don't worry. Next week is the last that we'll be doing. Well, at least until Bad Batch comes out. <laughs> For Darth Corn Puzzle, I'm Darth Amin, reminding you that we have rules for a reason. got the golden helmet of life yeah he did he did so did greg swap for it <laughs> wow we didn't offer that as a choice to greg you gotta call him back chris nah he's fine no what do you mean no nah, just didn't whatever. greg get the golden helmet of life too a few weeks ago, like a, few a couple weeks, weeks ago no i yeah we have to offer that as a choice that's a whole thing oh he picked it for me though i think he just kept picking helmets out after he had already picked it was a do or die situation he picked out like four helmets yeah, no, it was ridiculous. So, Chris, do we have to call him back? We have to call him back. Well, he'll obviously take it, right? Like, no. Like, of course. Like, like, and then like, let's which, just give it to him. Like, like, all right. I don't think we need to call him back. Well, you said no. You should get him on the phone right now. Right. I mean, it's I gonna it's gonna be an obvious. Oh, I'll take the golden be helmet. Surprising to no one. Well, who did he take? He he swapped with Mike Ryan. So so Mike he gave Mike the Jets and Mike and he got a team on the bye. Hmm. Well, then he's fine. Why are we going to take it away from That's what I'm Amin? saying. Like, it's, you know. Can Amin hear us? Amin cannot hear us. I don't know. Well, maybe. Hmm. He's out there watching Andor so that he can break it down on this episode of Mr. Does he? You know what I want to ask him? And he can't hear us, so I can't ask him. What's that, Billy? I want to ask him if he enjoys watching the show anymore, knowing that he has to do apparently, a show about it. Apparently, after. this show, I, I unfortunately do not watch it. But I've heard that this show, this Star Wars show, is the best since they moved into the Disney Plus era. That it's like hmm. a legitimately good show compared to like Obi-Wan, which is not terribly well received. <laughs> Billy's thinking back to his mass Singer days and how much that, that, I'm thinking, that segment I'm made him hate that. Like you liked it's the show not, until the segment started. <laughs> okay, so I, I, can, I have a confession that I'll make here on Mystery Crate. You stopped wow. watching um, at some point and watched recaps and like read recaps? No, no. I sat through and I watched and I take notes. I took notes on all that stuff. I have been I have been working for the last eight weeks on getting an amazing race preview segment off the ground that is exactly what the mass singer was, except it's me running in front of a green screen, updating people on what's happening it's Mike on the amazing fault, really. race. So they can check in that afternoon. And or that evening, and they'll be all caught up, and they could watch the new episode of Amazing Race. Right, and yeah. this season on the Amazing Race, I was really excited because 
we have or we had Rex Ryan was on it. He was supposed to be with his brother, but his brother had obligations to a team that I didn't even I think he, his brother has some obligations to the Raiders, which I had no idea he even worked for, but he couldn't do it because he had to be on the Raiders. Like I looked it up. And then there's this couple from Miami, Lewis and Michelle. And I I have a full script and every week I add to the script and every week that we don't do it is an added paragraph because when I come on and do it, I was going <laughs> to catch everybody up. But now we're nine episodes in or something. So it's like, how am I going to do a nine episode recap without Dan murdering me? Like he couldn't even get through the Mass Singer one episode. So I have a script of nine episodes and Mike Fuentes can tell you. He has graphics of all the cities. He has all the team's pictures on it. I'm caught every single one because I wanted to I wanted to make it a thing and whatever. We're here now so I can tell you because it seems like so, this is never going to happen. So there's a couple from Miami named Louis and Michelle. Louis is a firefighter. Michelle is a pit bull dancer, a former pit bull dancer, which I wonder if that's why she's not a pit bull dancer title. anymore because they, they won. They're, 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 they're actually known as the most bad ones. So she's a member of the most bad ones. And her husband is a firefighter. And I just refer to does them he have a throughout as heroes. What? Does he have a sleeve? No, he doesn't. But he was wearing a cafecito hat that I think he got from Martha of Miami one week. Nice. And then they were going by Team Croqueta at some point. Now they're like oh, going around with like the, uh, they're, they're wearing like the heat t-shirts, but the one where it looks like the hostage letters, whatever mm-hmm. those called. The, oh, uh, yeah. Vi- the vice, you know the new vice ones or whatever. Ransom note. Yeah. The, so yeah, I had this whole thing planned out and, and it, the situation that I had was I'm going to mention where they are every single week that we're doing it, even if they finish in fourth place and sixth place, whatever. I'm just going to keep mentioning them. Right. And then like the whole like this was all going to be building up to me trying to get them to be in studio to do the segment with me one week. Right. But now we have like two episodes left or something. And it seems very unlikely that this segment is ever going to happen, even though, again, there's a full script of eight weeks worth of images and graphics and things that are supposed to come out. And like it was well thought out, poorly executed by Mike Fuentes. So from now on, if I need anything, I'm going to Gino Fuentes because Mike Fuentes has not been the Fuentes brother. Oh, my God. Hitting the brothers against each other three days in. Wow. Did they they wear the same clothes today again? No, I I think. Actually, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the director's his, bre- his brother? No, no, uh, he, he's, he's the guy here. He's, this, this is, this first is a, day back. This is, we, we need to figure out the situation. But you're, you're, you're confused. <laughs> you're confused as to which people we're talking about. His bro ale. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God. That is just. Billy, do why that, do that, Billy, why don't we do, do this that segment in the next, next week? interview? Billy, why don't we do this What's segment that? next week? The amazing race segment. Because we have to, we're going to have to recap nine weeks weeks worth yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, it'll be great. No. Billy wants to, Billy doesn't want to have this kind of smoke. Billy Billy doesn't want the wrath? No, God, no. I could have, look, because here's the thing, right? If I did it the first week that we wanted to do it, it was week two. So I, I just had to recap the first episode and then do the second episode. And then every week I would just do like a quick three or four minute bit and it would just be a recap of that episode, right? But now three or four minutes per episode is a 24 minute bit. So it's like, this is not going to go well at all. <laughs> all of at Big all. is you doing amazing race breakdown. Can we? Can well, we... no. And like, if we're being super honest, like a lot of times we've gotten to the point, it's like, let's try it today. And then something happens like, today's not the day to try this. We are going to punt <laughs> on this for this week. Let's try next week. <laughs> it's happened nine weeks in a row. Yeah, I'll do it for that episode funny. of Mystery Crew. Be sure to check out our other podcast, the Levitard and Friends podcast network tony what do you have to plug oh a lot of great things we did uh, a lot of interesting stuff over the break with not the break my bad i was looking at something that distracted me on the tv the uh no when we went Focus, to tony yeah my bad when we went what to distracted North- you what distracted you uh dan orlovsky's breaking down a uh, a play here and it distracted me on the like, out of the corner wow. of my eye. the panthers ravens yeah it was a panthers ravens play yeah I'm, i mean come on <laughs> okay i'm focused new york this weekend uh, me and Juju hung out with Charles McDonald, our friend from the show, writer for Yahoo Sports. Uh, we did a lot of uh, football content there. You can catch that on our YouTube channel. Content. We had uh, a massive card, 281. Yeah, writer at large. Uh, 281 card for the UFC, which was great. We have a Michael Chandler on the YouTube channel. You can check that out, too. Um, just a lot of good stuff. Billy, what's on God Bless Football and Stupidity this week? This week on... 
God Bless Football. We have the Bear. He's going to join us. We have Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins. He's joining us from the Bahamas on a bye week, which is fun. We ask him certain questions about, uh, oh, I think we talked about it on the show already. We put, no, we didn't actually. You got to listen to it because we put him in a position where basically he's going surfing in this hypothetical situation with Tua and Mike McDaniel. And he, has to, he can only save one from a shark attack. So he's going to have to decide who he's saving from a shark attack. Um, and, and stupidity, we are teasing slash launching a new spinoff podcast that's going to have a short run for a month or so that I can't get into right now. Oh, oh come on. Say something. Give us a teaser. I have a guess. What well, is it? Well, just there's a big, there's something that's about to start for the next month or two. That Santa's? Yeah, but they moved it this year. <laughs> wow, a brand new show on Stupati. This is very exciting. I, uh, I, I, God bless Santa's Enchanted Forest. <laughs> Live. Uh, Roy, what's on your network of podcasts this week? All right. Uh, and there is no Mon- uh, Montgomery and Company this week. The season finale is December 8th. Uh, we did a lot of stuff in Toronto, me and Chris. Yes, uh, yes. That's out Toronto. on social uh, hmm. media. We've already played the interviews. And because Miami is off for the next two for the next two weeks. Check out our Phil Pritchard Light. interview. Uh, that was really Light good. Light load for you, Roy, huh? Yeah, well, my vacation's coming up, and I'm very happy about it. So, wow. Yeah, where, are you going? On vacation. where are you going? Let's go. Where are you I going? am going nowhere. I am uh, staying my ass home. Oh, come oh, on. It's not a vacation. Yeah, it's a staycation. What about at your house, though? Staycation, Take your daughter to Disney. Else. Take yeah. your daughter to Disney. Yeah, well, it's expensive now. They raised the prices they raise again. The yeah, they raised the prices. So, uh, she's, uh, that's all out on that one. It's wow. worth it. Wow. We can, so well. It's like 30 bucks more. Roy? I'm proud of you because uh, you. you complain all the time about not having a vacation. Yeah, I'm always working, so yeah. But no, but you mean we, you're you're allowed to take vacations? You have unlimited PTO. <laughs> yes. People, other people, you were can just do in Toronto. That was work. Uh, that was a work trip. What are you talking about? You, what? It's a work trip. No one asked for. You created it because you wanted to go. Did I come back with content? I don't know. Wow. Well, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, you haven't been paying attention, Billy. I actually did see that a former Panther player who was there on the red carpet recognized you from Twitter, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, Anthony wow. Stewart. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, good guy. I love that guy. Roy's Twitter. He's celebrity. like, hey, I follow you on Twitter. And uh, also, uh, Chris Cody asked the keeper of the cup if uh, someone has ever shit in the cup. Mm-hmm. Had they? A lot of good Ooh. stuff. Had they? You have or to no? listen and find out. Yeah. No, but I. Listen. Oh. Wow. Listen, listen and find out. On find Cinephile out. this week. I haven't asked you yet. Chris Cody, what's on Cinephile this week? Uh, we are doing Black oh. uh, Adnan Reviews Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, he talks about black. he talks about hosting <laughs> Moss Miami. Some details there about Adnan hosting Moss Whoa, Miami. And MossLibertard.com. And we talked to the director of the Weird Al Yankovic biopic, which sounds very strange. Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Sounds like a strange movie. He deserves one. Did you know it's, that? Like It should be Yankovic. They made a biopic. Yankovic. This director, spoiler alert, yeah, came on. That sounds weird. <clears throat> this <clears throat> director comes on and just basically Yank-o-pick. goes, this biopic, none of it actually happened. So it's a fake what? biopic. It's like this, the, I was like, is this even a biopic then? So you guys just made up. He's like, made he's like, Weird Al's parents were really uh, supportive and stuff. So we needed to make it interesting. So like in the movie, his parents are like, like you know, what I mean, so everything's fake. Everything you're gonna see, okay. completely made up. Wait a minute, hold on. Yep. Billy, you, you really, need, you dir- really needed Billy Gill for this interview, dude. The director came on and was like, "This was great because I didn't have to learn anything about Weird Al." Oh, st- what? I swear to God, that is quoted that's in not, the interview. That's not a biopic. That's, then. What, that's I know, just a pic. That's why it's weird. That's why it's Al. It's like Weird Al fan fiction. I don't understand. Yes. <laughs> Dude, he, has he like, just he told has like, you, hey, I made up this whole story. I'm about pretty sure Weird he Al fucks Madonna the in the movie. Whoa. I'm sorry. Never Spoiler. I'm pretty sure what? in the movie he has a fling with Madonna that never happened. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, I was thinking the same thing listening to the director. Listen to the, is, Weird, listen. is Weird Al involved in it? Yes. So, like, if you were to make up a fictitious story of your own life, like a movie, a fiction based movie of your own life, would you be like sad watching it? Like, oh, wow, my life could have been so much better. Right. And this is how I wish it would have gone. <laughs> it's just sort of rewrite your life in the manner in which yeah. you wanted it to have happened. Because you're like, my life was so boring. No one would want to make a movie out of it. So let me just invent a movie about it. And, <laughs> and then tell people like, hey, not really that cool. My life was kind of lame. I had to make all this shit up. Listen to this week's episode <laughs> of Cinephile to find out more about this interview. World Cup is coming up. So starting on Monday... 
I will be, along with Mike Ryan, doing post-game shows after the major World Cup matches and most of the World Cup matches that happen over the course of the tournament. I'll also be um, with Grant Wall, doing football with Grant Wall, doing a lot of U.S.-centric coverage for at least the first couple weeks of the tournament. We have other podcasts as well on the Levitard and Friends Podcast Network that will be going during the World Cup as well. So lots of soccer talk coming your way as the World Cup begins this Sunday as Qatar takes on Ecuador. Qatar. Qatar. In the opening weekend of the World Cup, you sound like Jackie Chan uh, trying to yell at uh, Chris Tucker on on Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> who do you want to win? Who do you want to win, Witty? Not who do you think is going to win. Who do you want to win? I mean, I want the United States. Carter. Yeah. <laughs> United States of America would be nice. Really, I'm just rooting for them to get out of the group. One thing at a time, Billy. Get out of the group. Wow. Wales and Iran are the two big matches. Wales on Monday. England on the day after Thanksgiving and Iran a week from Wednesday. So I heard Wales is going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially in that group, huh? They are they are a very difficult team to beat. Very good go. defensively, solid Lee. chemistry. Uh, Land the plane. The one thing about Carter. the United States, I will say one more thing: the United the United States men's soccer fandom brings out the worst in me. I'm I'm really? all, I'm horrible to be around. And I, I'm nervous. I sweat. In a good way or a bad way? I sweat. I yeah. scream. No, I, I'm in a bad way. I don't I, I don't like who I am when I watch the U.S. at the World mm. Cup. Need some support. What if we like you that way better? Hmm. I was thinking the same thing. What if we Thank like you, you more that way? Well, yeah. Come I hang pl- out with me and watch the U.S. Men's National Team play, at the World Cup. We should all play okay, that yeah. game. I don't like me when... Blank. I'm hungry. Hmm. Okay. I don't like me. All right. Hmm. Okay, oh. goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> God damn it, man! Yes! Yes! See you, Gary. The playoffs have started in basketball and hockey, and there's really only one way that I can enjoy it. For me, drinking Miller Lite while the action is going on makes the game that much more exciting and that much more delicious. A lot has changed over the years, but one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. So what do you look for in a light beer? Great taste or less filling? For me, it's great taste and less filling. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, and only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right at your door, visit MillerLite.com crate, C-R-A-T-E. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer.